Show translator Google <laughs> just if I will forget some words in English which is like about word topic mm. because it's the main idea for this video today okay about Ukraine it's very fun yeah <clears throat> and unusual to compare Ukraine and war so hard to realize okay. always always think that it's something like impossible what do you mean Ukraine and war Like, for example, I tell this video will be about war mm -hmm. and I compare war with the same sense like Ukraine. Mm. Because right now it's the most shocked war in the world mm -hmm. and I'm Ukrainian. <laughs> so for you, when you think of Ukraine, you just think of war right now. Right now, yeah, for sure. About nice people, about home, about war. So it's, right now, it's like that. It's hard to compare with the work for me right now. Mm -hmm. To compare about relax, about comfort, about safe, peace. It's hard to compare. Right now, it's too much tragedy in Ukraine. Mm. How did you find out uh, when the war first started? I already was in another country. And it's like kind of, uh, I judge myself for this after it's happened because um, between concerts I have had two weeks like uh, rest like vacation and I decided to go to Montenegro for one week and it um, I think it was like planned from 19th of February to 26th but in 24 of February I just have message in early morning I still have screenshot here mm -hmm. where my mom write me mom like stories begin like and it was crazy Wow. My, my teardrops just started to fall like immediately. Even without realizing, you just see this message. My mom sent it to me like uh, already a journalist, start to write about this. Because I woke up, for example, in four hours from the beginning of the war because I was in peace. And after, I judged myself why I'm not there, where is my family, why I deserve to be in safe. And they're right now like in very crazy situation when you don't know what will happen next. Like it was just you in Montenegro. Yeah, and alone. Your mom no. and, and everyone else was was still in Ukraine. Only me, mm. all my family there, and also in first day of war, I think maybe in second day, like uh, government tell that uh, men can't leave Ukraine. Mm. So almost immediately, I understood that my dad can't leave Ukraine. Yeah. So I just uh, asked my mom, mom, please go, go from Ukraine, leave Ukraine, like, because it was very dangerous and also a lot of news, like, Kadyrovci fly from the sky, like, uh, jump on our earth, yeah, and make torture. It was from the very beginning. Kadyrovsky is, is what, the Kadyrov soldiers? Kad yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're like Chechnya, more, yeah. they're more crazy than just Russian soldiers. Yeah. They make a lot of torture in Bucha. Mm. And Bucha is like 100 kilometers from my city. Yeah. And it was like improving so much. Like it was so quickly happened first few days. Mm -hmm. And nobody knew what will happen next. We didn't uh, like expect it that everything will go like it's right now. Yeah. That was the original uh, plan from Putin was uh, yeah, to yeah. win the war in three days. So. They, We will take Kiev in three days. Yeah, yeah. So they tried really hard at the beginning to go in from Belarus, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Go straight into Kiev. But we felt that... You're, uh, from, you're from Kiev uh, Oblast, Kiev region. It's just 70 kilometers. Yeah. Like, it's very close. It's like one hour driving. Yeah. 
So if like tanks go to my city, I think from Bucha to my city they need just two hours mm. or less. Yeah, it was crazy. But also like we felt that war will start before, mm -hmm. like fifteen um, of February. I think I had like panic attack because I was so worried that the war is like very close to start. Like we had a lot of news and the Israel government. I don't remember sure. I think it was Israel. Uh, we had a lot of news that they start to send mail to Israel, uh, Israel citizen, citizen, yeah, yeah, that leave Ukraine. We make extra airlines to leave Ukraine, mm. Israel citizen, and we are just like, okay, it's already like became more serious. Yeah, if we heard about we're like few months here, it's already became too much serious. Also, I hear like another friends uh, from their job who work for international company. They receive a mail where it was like wrote like you need to leave country. We we want that you leave country. It's crazy. And I had panic attack. I tell to my family let's go like to another part of the city because stay in center. I felt like it's the extra dangerous. Yeah. And uh, my family just make me calm, like, Marianne, everything's gonna be fine. You fly for your vacation, not stressed. <laughs> I flow for one week and stay in Montenegro five months. Wow. Without any clothes, like, only what I had, like, uh, for a few days. Yeah. And after, like, I bought uh, just uh, cheap clothes because mm. I needed to change. I flow to winter and stay until summer. Mm. It was very unexpected. And there was a lot of missile attacks, like, in, yep. in Ukraine. In the beginning, and we didn't have enough protection. Like, yeah. right now, U.S. and a lot of countries help us with the, um, this kind of missiles, which air protect. Yeah, air yeah. Systems, which yeah. Pro, uh, protect, and right now, for example, if Russia attack with 50 missiles, for example, like... 47 will be destroyed in the sky. Yeah. They're not gonna fall. But before it was much more dangerous. And yeah. they attack city like extremely bad. Mm. Also like uh, <laughs> the funniest that in first time uh, everything that's happened, they always change idea. Like we do this to save Ukrainians. After we want killed Nazism. We want to do this. And always they change idea of this war. Yeah. Always. We, they just want to take us in prison they never respect ukraine mm. but ukraine it's much better in a lot of sense that's how i realize right now when i see the difference yeah. even in mentality of people when i was kid yeah really long time ago i always thought that we are so close with with russia you know i spoke russian like all the time always until war like and for me it was okay I thought, why not? Not all Russians is bad. But right now I realize that it's really a very big mistake that I thought like this. Mm. Because we are much better in a lot of sense. Like, mm. I mean about humanity, about feelings, about respect, about good sense of proud, yeah. you know? We are just want to protect our land. We don't need to, their land. Like, that's not we are attack them. And if uh, Ukraine kill people, yeah, it's just because they go to our, uh, like, land. Yeah. That's not weird attack. For what is, like, this war? It's no sense. Mm. It's just to make rich people more rich. Yeah. But not to make Russia better or to give Ukrainian better life. Mm. It's crazy because um, 
we know, like, we, you can see it from all these months of the war, um, how the Russians are uh, brutal in, in the way that they uh, um, do war in, in, in all these countries. We saw it before, like, with Chechnya, with Georgia. Syria, yeah, with Georgia, and even here in Ukraine. Like, there's all these reports now of how, like, in Bucha, they got orders to... Um, actually uh, kill all the civilians and rape them like that was part of their instructions lifestyle. no 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 like that's what the commanders told them to do not just the lifestyle oh. it's, it's not just the way that they think like this was part of their military strategy yeah. was was to uh, torture citizens to rape citizens to, to make just people scared destroy everything yeah and it's uh, it's crazy to, to think that, um, uh, you know, like, for example, some of my friends from America just uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking with them on the phone and they asked me, oh, there's still a war going on there? And People start to forget about this. Yeah, but it's because they're, they're so far away. Like, America is so, so far from, from Ukraine. And, kind of. And there's all this other news, you know, that, that uh, people see. Um, they're... Uh, always like bombarded with so much information um, and it's hard to realize that right now in Ukraine um, cities are getting bombed people are getting tortured by Russians mm -hmm. um, there's real real tra tragedies that, that's happening right now but in, in like the first uh, um, few months when, when you were in Montenegro mm -hmm. um, you like were worried for for your family of course but like no my um what was what was your reaction like what were you doing were you always mom? calling them and to check no, to see no. if if they were like bombed or no, in, i didn't call city? them no? because it was like isn't dangerous but i was like worried but they also didn't knew what to do mm. like first moment first day it was shocked mm. They didn't knew what to do. I just always tell them, go, 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 go. Yeah. But they like make a very bad thing like Russia. They start to attack when all people slept. It was four in the morning. Mm. And they start to attack all my country with, with missiles. Yeah. And people woke up because they heard a boom. Mm. Like, um, <laughs> and I remember my mom tell, like, they wake up, like, did you hear this? And this like much more larger explosion. And they realized that where it started, yes. And my mom tell, we just go on the street. Nobody's here. Everything's still silent. But it was like only a few hours, I think. Yeah. After this, uh, started uh, kind of like panic because uh, there was a really big traffic of people on the road. Mm. Extremely long road, like long traffic, long. It's 100 kilometers, I think, with uh, cars. And they go so slowly to borders. and. You can imagine how they was worried because you even afraid to make stop because you think that you can uh, see the tanks yeah which is go to your side or for example to meet Kadyrov yeah. soldiers yeah. or to do something and my mom tell to my dad please don't stop don't stop don't stop the car don't stop the car they even imagine like in our century create a plan if you if you see tank go to the glade like out of road, wow. run so, uh, like uh, drive somewhere, mm. like because they try to make another plans. But my family, I think uh, my mom and brother start to go to Montenegro. I tell them and they uh, get, take this idea. Yeah, uh, I think 25 of February, like next day or two days after uh, war started, and they go to Montenegro, like one week. 
they was driving oh, in only, oh, it took them one week to get there yeah but okay. in general it's like take like two days i think yeah. they just spend in borders just in borders in all this traffic like two and a half days wow. almost three days they spend there because of this big traffic of people yeah everybody wants to leave ukraine and it's not because uh, people are poor or some other like reasons people just want to leave country it doesn't mean that they don't love country it's just because they want to be alive yeah all of these people just was so scared it's like <laughs> nowhere yeah not at school not in, in your university not in academy uh, people teach you what to do when war happen yeah it's something like we are thought it's impossible in our century and it's happened and we are see well, how it's going right now and there's a very real possibility to die just randomly just being in ukraine because even just when you sleep yeah because the russians they don't care they they bomb uh apartment buildings they bomb schools they bomb hospitals they yeah, bomb like everything middle of streets in the city they and they care. always lie they yeah. lie in uh, their news because they tell we are exp- like crash and how they call this um, like a military infrastructure yeah yeah military there was a military yeah and for example it was like pregnancy hospital yeah. where we were just like a, a pregnant woman like and their crash this they cr- like their destroyed theater where they brought in the earth like here is the theater and next to this theater in the floor they wrote like children mm. in ukrainian or in russian it doesn't matter they wrote like children children and they make one of the biggest like bump on this theater yeah. and uh, it was like a big tragedy we are with every day we was so shocked that people can be so animal mm. without heart without anything and after when we saw news about Bucha after all this happened and people started to tell stories you know when it was exactly happened nobody knew what is in city because yeah. they didn't have like possibility to write a message or uh, to make a video to tell for world like help right now no after this all of this happened these people came back and tell and it was like torture it yeah. was rapist like they killed children's they they destroyed everything yeah they like, found mass graves there it's a biggest tragedy yeah. and it's not only Bucha it's Irpien it's another parts and it's crazy that it's happened right now in yeah. my country in the middle of the Europe yeah the biggest country in Europe I think mm. and we were so uh, shocked that um, we are waited for help like pretty much time for a long time yeah yeah I think nobody knew what to do and still like we still try to show the world like we need help because it's true we can't win this alone you know uh, i think right now we have this level of uh, protection our country because of the help for example like america mm-hmm. because they send a lot of missiles money they help to my country and that help to have stable situation even better when we take back our cities which russia occupied yeah and uh, Right now, in this moment, I don't know what can happen. That war will finish. Really, this like uh, the waste, the possibility of situation. I don't know. The only way, right now, people Ukrainian, yeah, they think very bad about Russia. Yeah. A lot of 
people feel so much hurt. And you know, it's something like, it doesn't mean that we want revenge. I will tell about my feelings, yeah? But I want that, uh, like the possibility how for me, work can finish, yeah? It's if they give back all our lands, which they even occupied like 2014. Crimea, Lugansk, uh, Donetsk, all the city. When they give back, when they pay reparation for everything, and when after, like the world uh, judge will, um, how it's explained? Like the international uh, cr um, criminal courts? Yeah. 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 Have, All have, of them. Have Putin, uh, you know, get locked up for the crimes All they committed, them. yeah. Or maybe kill, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's not only Putin. All of these people who was in this. Because sanction, it's not enough for them. Even this don't make their life, like, so much worse. Because uh, I think in the world, people even can't imagine how much money they steal. Mm. Like, uh, the Moscow photos and videos, it's not about Russia. Moscow, it's different. It's not a part of Russia. If you go out from the Moscow, you see another world. Like, here is the richest. And after, a lot of poor people. And they're like zombie. You know, they... Um, I don't know how they can, don't realize that governments so fuck them, they steal money. They have extremely big pallets, crazy, with gold and everything chic. They have yacht, they have best cars. It's not only about president, it's about all this group of people there. And they kill people and buy all of this. Like, even they make army of poor people, which they send like a meat to Ukraine. These people is a matter for them. They don't think about interest of country. They just send these people, okay, like we will buy new Rolls Royce for us. Like, it's okay. Yeah, they were recruiting prisoners. They were recruiting even people yeah. that have uh, AIDS and, and different diseases. Um, and then just sending them to like a Wagner um, group um, or the Russian military. Imagine like what prisoners can do in Ukraine. Torture. Yeah. And only bad things because they are mad. And imagine, I think uh, government tell them a lot of bad things, which even not the true. And they go like, fight, fight, we want to kill Nazism, we want to kill Nazism. And my country, like before war, before 2014, yeah, was much more open to Russia, like with a nice, without conflicts, you know, like everything fine, like, but. Uh, even a lot of Ukrainians speak Russian, yeah. you know, like you felt it. And um, right now, I think that I speak only Ukrainian. Even when I hear Russia, I feel bad. Mm. Because of, I know that they make my life worse right now. It's not my decision to be in another country. I'm a refugee everywhere. I won't come back home. I love my country, but it's not safe. That's the problem. Like, I hate Russia. It's true. I don't have any good feelings about this country. Yeah. Nothing. I don't respect this country. Russia is a terrorist state and all. I don't have any comments about this topic more like I remember, <laughs> to describe yeah, this land. I remember when I was in Ukraine and uh, I, I met a lot of people who told me that um, they wish they can just totally forget the Russian language. Um, <laughs> 
they wish that instead of knowing Russian, that they that they knew English uh, as well as they yeah. knew Russian. <laughs> it's yeah, it's true. And so many people are um, like Ukrainian people are are choosing to um, speak only Ukrainian to have more uh, national pride. Yeah. Even I, before war, I didn't felt so much patriotic vibes inside me. I was kind of love country, but I didn't have these feelings and ideas which I have right now. I'm really proud of my country. Mm. I never thought that people will be so united about idea of win this war. You know that um, right now it's a big energy inside of country. Nobody want to be with part of Russia. It's like maybe like I don't know, few percent of weird people. Few percent. It's not even not a ten percent of mm. people. And it's like Zelensky tell without gas or without Russia, or, or with Russia without gas and everything. We can live without water, without gas, without fire, without anything. But we don't need Russia. We don't want to be a part of Russia. It's yeah. to be in prison. It's same. If you tell like. Ukraine it's a part of Russia it's mean that Ukraine will from this level go down very quickly because they are start to steal money from Ukraine if we will be like a part of Russia and even not only steal they will kill people and I'm not gonna be shocked yeah if they take this territory and in eight years for example will make war with Poland yeah it's possible yeah. even not in eight even for in five years they will take our ukrainian people in like russian soldiers make russian soldiers ukraine is a part of russia yeah if imagine yeah they will take our people to make war with poland and they their idea is to continue these things like they did with donbass right now people from donetsk and lugansk they are russian soldiers who kill ukrainians but but Eight years ago, they was Ukrainians. It's even not their wish. They don't have any other options. Yeah. If they tell no, we don't want to fight, they take them and put to prison. And from prison, they take them and put still in the war. Yeah, yeah, I did read about that. About uh, they, they took uh, uh, Ukrainians yeah. that, that were from the Russian-occupied territory and uh, made them join the Russian army to fight against Ukraine. Ukrainian, but it's still true. like eight years ago there was Ukrainian and yeah. still they can make same with uh, another territories to do this for Moldova. Yeah. And from Ukrainian territories. Yeah. The sad thing about uh, uh, some people in the West who talk about like doing a peace deal um, mm -hmm. and uh, just ending the war and, and trying to see like what the best solution is and maybe like some territories give it to Russia they don't realize that there's millions of people of, of Ukrainians of, of human beings living in these territories they yeah. don't realize what happens to these people under Russian occupation torture rape death yeah. this is their reality when you, want, when you want a, a peace deal with Russia, that's what you're uh, putting on, on these millions of Ukrainians. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's, it's just not an option. And I ended up realizing that when, when I went to Ukraine and saw so much destruction. Um, How you decided to go to Ukraine? How you heard first about this war? Like what was, was your emotions, where you were? Um, I was uh, back in the U.S. when I first heard about it, when, when the war started. Um, I remember seeing Biden's speech talking about, I think he said that the, the war will start soon. 
Um, mm. and, and then Even it, before war started, I think yes? so, yeah. I think he made an announcement like maybe a week before. Um, and then I remember um, like in those very, very early days, um, because uh, my mom, she's from Ukraine, she's uh, born in Chernivtsi, mm -hmm. and she left Ukraine when she was 20. Um, her family, she, she still has relatives there. And uh, when the war started, we uh, actually worked um, to help like three of her families uh, leave Ukraine and, and make it to uh, the US mm -hmm. where the rest of their relatives are. Um, it was very difficult because we, uh, a, a lot of these Ukrainians, like they um, let my, my uh, family's um, uh, relatives, they, uh, you know, of course were very stressed and, and, and scared and uh, for them to, fi to uh, fill out like paperwork, uh, refu yeah. refugee documents, um, get plane tickets from all these countries that they had to go through was very difficult. We, um, it, it was very hard for them to go directly from, uh, you couldn't take any flights out of Ukraine. Yeah. So for them to go from let's say Poland or one of the countries that they escaped to, directly to America, that's also very difficult because the refugee paperwork um, takes mm -hmm. a long time yeah. for that. Right. So what we ended up having to do is um, uh, we would, let's say w one of the families, they went from Frankfurt to, uh, I think it was Belgium. And then from Belgium, they took a flight to um, Cancun, Mexico mm. as a tourist visa, right? Yeah. And then okay, from Cancun, Mexico, they went to, uh, I think it's San Jose, uh, Mexico, which mm -hmm. is right under San Diego. They crossed the border by land and they were able to get into America that way. Yeah. Um, still legally, but because they showed up in person, it was the, the only way that they could get in. They couldn't just take the direct flight. So they had to go all the way through Mexico to San Diego, and then finally join the rest of their family in uh, Georgia. It's crazy. I feel, uh, I remember right now that we also had this idea to go to Mexico yeah. and uh, across the border, but I tell to my mom, mom, we don't have anybody in America. Like, how you can imagine this? Like, uh, we will spend all our, like, save money, yeah, yeah just for flight tickets. And yeah. it's like, imagine that idea was right before they uh, closed this system. It's mean, like, we fly to Mexico, and they just cancel this yeah. rules, like because right now it's impossible to go from Mexico borders yeah. to U.S. From, they ended up for Ukrainian, that, yeah. yeah. But I had to, um, for example, one of them uh, family members, he had uh, cash, and for for him it was uh, difficult to get the plane ticket. Mm -hmm. So I had to put on my credit card like a two thousand euros or something like that, um, and then wait for him to to pay us back afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we ended up taking uh, three, three separate families. Some of them had like four or five kids. We had to fill out all of their paperwork, get them through all these countries, and finally get them in safety in, in America. Um, but that's what we did in the, in the beginning. And then I think we found out about Bucha, like maybe the beginning of April. Um, After everything happened, like. Yeah, that's when, uh, that's when the news reports started coming out about um, uh, how people were just killed in the streets there in, in Bucha. And I remember seeing that video from back in America. And uh, then 
uh, I kind of had the idea that uh, when I when I was planning to travel um, through Europe and then to Southeast Asia, that at some point do some humanitarian work, and and I thought the the Ukraine uh, crisis was. Uh, uh, something important to to help out in, in in person. So I thought once I kind of reach that region, then uh, try to uh, you know help people and and be part of uh, humanitarian efforts there. Um, and then a few months later, I was uh, I made my way from Western Europe to Eastern Europe just backpacking, mm-hmm. and I was in Romania, and there was this uh, backpacker from Wales who told me that he just came from Kiev. Uh, this is back in August, mm-hmm. and uh, I uh, asked him like uh, it wasn't difficult to get in there, like it wasn't dangerous, and he said no. Like we went in and um, we uh, were asked at the border why why we want to enter, mm-hmm. and we just told them we we're just adrenaline junkies, and they uh, <laughs> they let us uh, go in. So uh, after he, t- he showed me some videos too of uh, concerts that they do in, in the underground metro and because it's safe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the only way that they can have these... Uh, big, like a shelter. Exactly. Big gatherings uh, only in shelter places. And so then I, I decided from that moment that I was going to go into Ukraine and um, see how I could help out there. Yeah. And I ended up taking a train across Romania from uh, Timisoara to... Uh, I think it was Suceava, mm-hmm. uh, which is right under um, the, the Ukrainian border. Then uh, I arrived there at six o'clock in the morning on, on a night train. I didn't sleep at all, and uh, uh, I had no idea how I was going to get into Ukraine because I never asked this guy for details. Mm-hmm. I never took his contact uh, information. I never asked him like what bus did you use to to go in the country. I had no idea. I just showed up in Suceava, six o'clock in the morning, still dark outside. I got off the train and just sat in the train station for maybe an, like thirty minutes or or an hour, and just try to figure out what's my next step. And then I uh, saw two girls walk up to a coffee machine, and I thought I heard them spe- speaking Ukrainian. Mm-hmm. Sounded to me like that. Definitely not Romanian or English. And I asked them, are, are you guys Ukrainian? And they said, yeah. And, and I asked them, like, how do I get in Ukraine? They, and they showed me exactly which bus stop mm-hmm. to go to. And um, I can imagine what they're thinking about, like, what? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Why you want to go there? Yeah. Right now, it's a dangerous. So I took a taxi to the bus stop. Mm-hmm. I showed up there. There was uh, maybe... 15 other people who were at the bus stop, uh, they were Ukrainians that were trying to get back into the country. Uh, at this point, it was um, September, um, and it wasn't as dangerous as, as in the beginning. Uh, already, much of the territory, I, I think, was uh, um, taken back by, by mm. Russians. Uh, all of the Kiev area, for example. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so they were all, all trying to go in, and. I ended up uh, getting on the bus with them. When we finally walked across the border, they helped me uh, at the uh, the crossing, mm-hmm. and they translated for me between the the border guard. And she asked me uh, why I want to go in, and I told her oh, I just want to see like the war museum in Kiev, and uh, just for a few days. Just for a few days, um, <laughs> and she said, "How long are you going to stay in the country?" I said, "Like maybe not longer than a week." 
And how you stay? How long you stay? Yeah, I ended up staying uh, almost two months. <laughs> no, 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 almost two and two and a half months. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Yeah, I had no idea I was going to stay that long, but yeah, when I first went in, I went in with no plan. Um, yeah. No. I mean, I, I had the idea in the back of my head that I was open to doing humanitarian work, but at that point, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. I ended up going to Chernivtsi, where my mom is from. Mm -hmm. uh, stayed there for a few days to see how the city is like, and I saw how um, how much uh, military is on the streets. Um, and then I ended up finally going to Kiev. Yeah. And saw that it's like, okay, it's uh, this country is really at war. There is all sorts of defenses set up throughout the city. There's these like. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, protection, metal protection. These barriers, yeah, for, for tanks uh, to not go through. Sirens. There's sirens all, like, pretty much every day, whenever there's... Uh, I remember it, my first siren. Yeah? Yeah, it was weird. I slept, like, I come back after five months were already were in country, was in country. And I remember I just, like, arrived from Montenegro. Yeah. I was at home. I didn't understand my feelings, like... It was so like stressful because I was so scared because I didn't heard sirens before. And I remember I go to sleep and in the night I heard siren and it was like, you know, in the silent, so deep sound of siren. And you know that you can do anything just to wait, just to somebody pray. And that sound was something like so deep, you know, when it's touch bones. Like you just lay in bed and you even hear like your breath and all. And uh, everything in the streets, it's turned off, like no lights. Yeah. And only this sound. I remember I heard the sound and I understood like, ah, okay, that's how it's like sound. It was like weird. And after with time, I already felt good with sirens. Like uh, I didn't pay attention for them, but it's <laughs> the biggest problem. Yeah. Did you ever hear a missile explode uh, in your I city? heard drones drones i heard drones and it was also weird because it was in the in the night i think maybe two three because i remember i already slept and my family waking at me i you know i heard something but like from the dream like this and my family waking at me like mariana there's a drone in city like let's go to bathroom because in bathroom it's like two walls protection you know it's not like open space two walls protection and it's like the place which is like more safe than all rooms in apartment. I just take my blanket, everything. Like it was like uh, eight months. Like already was war. Like I already spent three months in Ukraine, and the worst part it's like we are start to accept war, mm. and we don't pay attention for sirens. Yeah. And uh, I remember in that moment I go to bathroom. And I just lay on the floor and start to think, okay, which sandwich to make, like with honey or with sausages, like crazy. I even didn't pay attention for drones, you know, yeah. because it's like lottery, but lottery, you don't know, like, huh, it can be there or it's going to be there. You don't know. You can't control the situation. You can exactly. protect just to be in some place where it's like more safe, but it's never 100% that you will stay alive. So it was like drones. Okay. Okay, okay, calm, no stress, 
after I remember another day there was a sound of a protection missile like uh, the protection system from missiles and we heard like something in the sky fly and it was also scary yeah. like the sound cr uh, like the sky it's cracked you know like and you don't know where it's gonna fall and my mom tell okay Mariana better let's stay in car I don't want to stay in apartment and we stay in the car and I tell I want a cake you know, like last cake in my life. If, because in Ukraine, I start to think about uh, like maybe my life can be so long. Like I thought before, maybe my life will finish in a few days. And it's like very depressive. Like it's very changed mind of person, which like it doesn't mean that accept death, you know, but you change your idea that maybe this week it's the last one or maybe this month. And after you already start not to think about war and you start to think, okay, maybe I have only one year mm -hmm. of life. Just like you can't imagine your life so long like before. Because before you didn't felt something like more dangerous because war is the most dangerous thing which can the country can see. And you just change your idea and think, okay, my life maybe not so long. Maybe I'm not gonna be old. Maybe I'm never gonna be mom. Like, I never will have babies because I'm going to die, like, very early. It's, like, the thoughts which I, I had in my head in Ukraine. Because it's changed people. It's, like, I feel like war, of course, make me more weak. Because um, even if we don't pay attention for sirens, it's make, like, our... Um, me. Okay, not Ukraine, I tell about me. Like, I feel less power inside me. I'm still proud of uh, my country, I'm never gonna be a part of Russia, but this sadness sometimes like grows so much inside when you know that you don't know what we will see next. Yeah, it, well, it's exhausting. Yeah, it's very hard to accept. And the, like uh, you tell that people even don't know where it's continue or no, like, oh, there's a still war. Yeah, because people start to forget this. My dad tell the, in the beginning of my dad was totally calm about topical war. Okay, it started. I knew it like that. Or, uh, for example, um, I tell dad, let's uh, like do something like maybe go to another part of Ukraine because I love him. Yeah, I wish everything going to be fine. And uh, I tell, let's do something like, and he tell, everything going to be like, will be, we will see. Everything fine. Not stress, Mariana. And uh, he tell in the beginning of the world that right now it's not so like sad because right now all the world speak about this topic. But after people will start to annoy to hear this, they start to close their ears from news about Ukraine because they're tired. But they're tired just because of information, not because they are in. Like they have solution to close their, eye, uh, uh, their ears and not to hear and their life not gonna change. But we are screaming and ask for help because it's the only way to finish this war yeah. if uh, our countries will unite. I don't know how it's gonna finish. I wish it's gonna be soon because I, I won't come back home and to have my normal life, not as a refugee. To be a refugee, it's like bad. People don't, I don't know, people, yeah? Like for example, few countries give payments if you're a refugee, yeah, like Poland, they give money for refugee, uh, the Germany give apartment, but I know that all these people is just like the only way to live. 
yeah because a lot of people lose their apartments all money everything and it's not their decision to be in this situation it's not a free money it's not a free apartment it's like it's always hard to be in this position when you need to ask for help it's like proud but normal proud and um, when some people go to Europe, yeah, in nice car, on their, or they look like pretty, yes, from Ukraine. We don't go from my country because we are poor, yeah? We are go because they're dangerous, but we take care about, yes, uh, how we look, looks like. Yeah. We still have nice cars, we still uh, pay attention about how we looks like, you know? We don't need to be like, I don't know, like a slave or homeless, yeah? We are still like, we're just like run from our home. Yeah, because it's dangerous. They just don't want to die. Yeah, it's simple. So, um, after you came to Ukrainian borders, yeah, how it was when you like heard first sirens or meet people, how you reached this region, which is like so dangerous, like Kharkiv. Kharkiv. Okay, so, I, so for me, I noticed that Ukraine, it's like uh, different levels of um like level of danger that you feel mm -hmm. uh, when i when i went to the first city chernivtsi it's all the way on the west side of the country and the first few days that i was there i just noticed like okay there is like sirens that that go off there's uh, uh soldiers in, in the street uh constantly patrolling but there's people going out to restaurants there's people uh, going to bars and even when the curfew uh, closes every place down uh, the people who get kicked out of the bar they stay in a huge group on on the streets there and they keep singing and dancing Life continue like yeah this. they they all looked relaxed and they looked like they were they were dancing they were happy um, but then once you go to to Kiev it starts to feel like the reality of war is much more um, uh, it, it's, it's much more uh, evident and uh, you, you notice that um, the people there aren't in that same mood of, mm -hmm. of partying um, then you go from Kiev all the way east to Kharkiv which Kharkiv was almost taken by the Russians the Russians were on the, the outskirts like in the neighborhoods mm -hmm. uh, of the city at one point uh, back in like March or, or April or something like that. Kharkiv is a very big city. It's to explain, big. like it's a city millionaire. I mean, like millions of people live there. Yeah. It's not a little town. Yeah, it's uh, I think maybe the second biggest in, in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, yeah Some, probably. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I got to Kharkiv, then it's like okay, this is war. Like uh, there is concrete barriers pretty much throughout the entire city. Yep. Uh, you have to go through military checkpoints to, to pass through the city. There's soldiers uh, standing there watching everyone that goes through. Uh, Did you ever had problems with this? Uh, yeah, we were stopped because uh, a lot of times we were coming back from humanitarian missions mm. um, and sometimes we were coming back late and we had to drive uh, back home from the center of Kharkiv uh, like maybe like 15 or 20 minutes back to our apartments. Um, and we had to drive uh, after 10, mm -hmm. uh, which is the curfew in, in the dark. So uh, usually they don't stop humanitarian vehicles, but sometimes uh, the, the, the police or the, the military, uh, they asked us for, 
for our passports and for our ID mm -hmm. just to check like exactly who we are. Um, I had my, my journalist pass at, at that point, so I wasn't worried at all in these situations. And because I'm not Ukrainian, I know that there's like no real um, consequence that I'm going to have if I get caught after curfew. Like for Ukrainian men mm -hmm. uh, in these situations, like it's really scary because if they get caught after curfew and they're not in the military, you get put into the military right away, automatic. I think you get, uh, they told me you get put in the Territorial Defense Force, mm -hmm. which is just, I, I think it's the, the soldiers that stay at checkpoints throughout the country, yeah, yeah. Um, they automatically put you in that. If, if you're a male and uh, if you're a, uh, over 18 and if you're caught after curfew. Mm. But I'm not Ukrainian, so they would never do that to me. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I wasn't really worried about, you know, getting caught after curfew, especially with uh, uh, my passport and with my, my journalist pass. So, yeah, so, sometimes I had that problem, but definitely Kharkiv. Uh, other parts of Ukraine, like Chernivtsi in, in the west, you have lights, you have people still out late at night. Um, Kiev, kind of same thing, but in a until lot Until 10. Until oh. 10, and after 10 they start to close all the lights. But yeah. our Kiev, it's they have no lights after the sun goes down. And they've had, they've had it this way since the war started. So when the sun goes down at like 5 or, or 6 o'clock in the evening, um, the entire city is dark, pitch black. So there, yeah, you you really feel like you're in war in Kharkiv. And just my first night when I was sleeping there, um, there was this uh, um, uh, bomb, th these missiles that, that came. And it was, I think, uh, six or seven of them. They would come in like waves of like two or three. And then five minutes later, another two or three. Uh, and... Uh, it was funny because we went to the uh, to the window to record. We were so stupid. Oh my god! <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they came and and they attacked like somewhere in the city. Uh, it was very very loud. But the only reason I wasn't scared was because I was with um, an, uh, another group of people. I'm not scared. I'm not worried. Yeah, <laughs> they they were people who were uh, who have been in Kharkiv since I think um, March or April. So for them, this was everyday life. Uh, they've heard so many of these explosions uh, in the city, and they're calm. Uh, they also accept this. They accept it. Yeah. And I was around that, so when everyone else is calm around me, then it's kind of, you know, also helps to, to stay calm. And that was the first time I heard missiles, like, very, very close, very loud. And I didn't panic or, or have any bad emotional, uh, like, PTSD from, from that. Crazy. But Kharkiv, yeah, we ended up seeing so much destruction there. We did a lot of humanitarian missions. Maybe I think I did um, seven or eight missions uh, in the villages there. How many the, weeks you spend in this region? I mean, I went back and forth. I, I went to Kharkiv twice, and each time I stayed there about 10 days. So maybe like three weeks, three weeks in total yeah, yeah. in, in Kharkiv. And for me, it was really exhausting because the lifestyle of being a humanitarian worker is, is very exhausting. Um, 
Very important. But very important and very rewarding. And that's what helps a lot of these humanitarians keep going after so many months of doing mm -hmm. this. Uh, it's it's the, the feeling of, uh, of when you help people and you see their emotional reaction. You, you see a lot of them crying. Just and some people don't have like possibility to leave this region. Exactly. A lot of old people we saw in the villages, people that um, don't have family to support them. I mean, mm -hmm. I even saw handicapped people, uh, people who walk around on crutches. Like yeah, they yeah. don't have a, a car, they don't have any way to get out of there. So um, they depend on humanitarians to come and bring them food. Yeah. And we, yeah, we saw uh, so, so many people and you have the personal interaction with each of those people. They shake your hands when you give them the food. They, sometimes they hug you, they get emotional, they get, they start crying. Um, yeah, that's what keeps a lot, a lot of these people uh, going month after month. But it is very demanding. Um, you wake up, uh, like with the people I worked with, uh, on, on days we went on missions, we wake up before the sun. So sometimes like five o'clock in the morning and uh, we head out to where we uh, load up our vehicle, put in the humanitarian supplies. Mm -hmm. Then we um, go to a gas station and just meet all of the vehicles that we're gonna go in the convoy. So if it's like three vans of, of, uh, full of supply boxes, we just all meet up at that gas station uh, everyone uh, makes sure they have everything they need, they have gas, they have food um, for the morning. And from there we go out to the villages. And some, sometimes we, we, we went past like Izum, which uh, a lot of um, uh, mass graves uh, were found in that mm -hmm. city where they were, the, they were tortured and, and, and tied up by, by their hands mm -hmm. and then just dumped in the in the ground and, and buried uh, and that's what the Russians did when they tortured the, the people there but we went past Izum um, we went to Kupiansk and these places each it takes several hours to get there because the roads are destroyed like yeah. the, either Ukraine destroyed the bridges because they didn't want to let the Russians easily come through and, and, and advance or the Russians destroyed these bridges um, or, or roads with missile attacks or anything uh, when they retreated. So a lot of these uh, places are very difficult to, to get to and mm -hmm. you stay on the road for many hours. Sometimes it took like three, four hours just to get somewhere that's not even that far away. Maybe should have taken only one hour. And you're just on the road the entire day. You're, given, you're going from point to point, leaving the, the supply boxes. And then you come back Usually we would get back either barely before the sun went down mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or after the sun went down. And so you spend the entire day just on the road. Then you and right come. now it's harder because yeah. winter came. Exactly. It's very, very cold. Some, like the last uh, missions that I went on, it was already freezing. It was October, right? Yeah, it was, it was the end of October and was already um, yeah, freezing cold zero degrees Celsius. Um, I know, it's a snow here. Yeah, and right, and it it's wasn't even snowing. Hard. Yeah, but now it's snowing, so it's very, like, um, I really admire the uh, humanitarians that I worked with and, and, and that I see that now they're still working in Ukraine. Um, to, to be there 
uh, in, in that dangerous situation and um, in the freezing cold, in the snow. And even now, like much of Ukraine doesn't even have electricity. So yeah. they have difficulty um, having enough heating. Um, to be there and, and you're just from America or from Canada or from Australia or from all these European countries and you choose to be there in Kharkiv to help people, that's like very respectable. Um, and by Ukrainians? Yeah. No, by, by anyone who, who meets these humanitarian workers. Mm -hmm. You know, it's when you understand how, how difficult uh, their job is. Do you were confused like when you saw some weird information about war around the world? Like, I mean, in social media, how people see or hear something about this war. Like, you're American, yeah, and uh, you check much more uh, social media from your country. And uh, did something make you confused? Like, uh, they've read, but it's not true. Yeah. They, uh, <clears throat> a lot of people, they, they believe in this conspiracy that Zelensky is just some, some con man, um, just some person who's, who's trying to take in billions and billions of dollars um, and then just steal that money. Um, and it's actually uh, really, really, really disgusting to, to see people like think in this way. They have no idea how many people are suffering right now because Russia is in Ukraine. Yeah. Russian soldiers, they have no business being in Ukraine. But they're there, they're torturing people, they're raping people. And Ukraine needs uh, money to, to survive. They, on their own, they, they gave up most of their missiles when the Soviet Union broke up. Yeah. They made a deal with Russia. They gave up their nuclear weapons. They gave up other missiles. They didn't have uh, um, that strong of a military. And now Russia, who all they focus on is just war and death, yeah. they come in into Ukraine and they just start destroying everything. Um, Ukraine needs help. And to say that they, they just steal this money, it's very, very, very twisted and fucked up to say. I think even right now that we have this situation when uh, Russia don't occupate more territory, yeah? And we have kind of stable situation and even better because we can protect us more right now. It's just because uh, America invest money, like invest for help. And uh, I can't imagine like Zelensky still because we feel like so much power from this investment. Yeah. Like we can sleep It's like uh, we have people, yeah, who want to protect our land. Like in the beginning of the war, it wasn't a problem to find the soldiers. A lot of men make big traffic um, next to this door where people take, like, men to, to, to volunteer, army. Yeah. Even not to volunteer, to be a soldier. Yeah, yeah, to be a soldier just yeah. because of they wish this. Because after this happened, a lot of people felt very, like, patriotic mood. And they understood for what they will fight yeah they're fighting for to, freedom yeah for uh, our future yeah to grow children's to live in a nice country which with every year became better and better better and better and i think right now we have a really nice president which think really about interest country and people yeah. before we had experience with presidents who wanted to solve 
our country almost to Russia. That's when we had Maidan, 2013, I think. Yeah. When we had Maidan, that that president, it wasn't a person, yeah, to who we can trust. I think if it was like that with this president, yeah, then America had more reasons to tell, like, oh, this president still money, you know, like because it's possible. It's a possibility to be true, you know, that's people like Putin, they like money, they make palaces, yeah? yeah? But my president before was a uh, best uh, TV show man. He is, uh, I think, I don't sure, but he is a millionaire just like because of his business before being a president. He is a very successful person before being a president. He don't need this money. Like, he have wish to make our country better not to be more rich, it's not his goal. He is already a successful person. Already he is a perfect career before. So it's not a person who have this like idea to be a king and to make a gold palace, you know? He invests money in our country and we can feel it like Ukrainian, how we grow. And I think that, that people st start to be united is also because of his support in yeah. the very beginning. When he tell, we will do this, we are not going to solve our country, we will make this war because of our freedom. We need this and we will do that. He always give for us this hope and he do nice job. He make uh, incredible things like uh, a few days ago in news we saw like he go to Bakhmut. Yeah, that's very close to the front lines, like, like one to two kilometers. It's very crazy when in Russia, like Putin always stay in Kremlin on in his shelter, yeah, and sit with all like presidents of another country in very long table. He don't speak with people very close because he's afraid. You know, people who are uh, kind, who don't have ideas to hide something, they're open they're more close to you. They don't need anything to hide, to lie. They always tell you true. But when people stay like far away and hide, that means he do bad things. I think even in interview, like not long time ago, Lukashenko tell, yes, yes, we are a very toxic president. We are the most toxic president in the world. And you proud because of this, fuck, <laughs> really? Yeah. You're proud that you're a toxic president? who work, collaborate with Russian, yeah, Russian president, and you kill people, really? He's like, uh, we always have also an idea that Lukashenko is just a toy of Putin, you know? And it's uh, scary to have two neighbors like Belarusia and Russia. Yeah. It's just the worst, <laughs> the worst, like, friendship, like, between these countries, like, and the, the worst, like, uh, neighbor from my country. It's crazy, just... So, what do you think about just Ukraine? Like, um, which places you visited, how you communicated with Ukrainians? Ukraine, it was uh, very friendly people. And I noticed uh, from, from the beginning that they were, um, they were kind of on alert because of the war. And towards me as like a foreigner, someone who just speaks mm -hmm. English, um, How was your journey on Khrushchev? <laughs> <laughs> when I met you? Yeah. During the sirens? Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, I ended up uh, getting a message from you, and you said you were like 
five minutes away, so we yeah. met. It and was crazy quickly. Yeah, and I just walked right over and we talked for an hour, and then uh, <laughs> I ran away like, okay, I need to go, like, bye bye. Yeah, and I didn't know when I was gonna see you again because you don't live in Kiev. Yeah. Her shadik is on is uh, in Kiev. Yeah, I spend it like in Kiev. Uh, I go to Kiev maybe once in two weeks to have something like uh, activities to meet friends, you know. And uh, I can do this very like a lot of time during like my life in Ukraine. And so um, I was excited when we continue our conversation, and you just like tell. I can go to your city and I was like okay nice like uh, I can show you a nice places you know like to explore us better because it falls from the very beginning that we are like people of sun that we have same level of energy and vibes and so then um, I think this story even like uh, deserve another video like not about work but what we can I think we can up here it's uh, how you came to my city like for one two days mm -hmm. and we stay longer just because Kiev closed yeah the roads because it won one first of the biggest attack from the beginning of the war yeah it like was, it yeah. was like maybe 100 missiles yeah. and the craziest that they fall even fall not just like fly yeah in the sky like uh, next to Kiev they fall in the center of capital yeah and I remember, like, I was so scared, but it's like silent scare. It's not the scare when you run everywhere in panic and this. No, it's like, yeah, it's kind of like cold worries. You, it's like anxiety. Yeah, you you're just, just like, okay, anxiety. okay, we need to go to this place. Let's take some gasoline to car to be ready for something. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah, let's do that, that. And we just go to this place in nature, yeah. like not next to building bought some food and just like waited for the sirens to yes. finish because yeah. it was like I think half day of just sirens yeah sure that, that the entire country was on, on yeah, alert sure. but it's not when in Ukraine it's when you have sirens it's not doesn't mean that all the time you feel like woo, woo. not it's just like few minutes maybe two minutes sirens you hear and uh, you need to have application in your phone when you can check where the sirens, why the sirens ha right now it sound. And uh, after finished sirens, you have a message like the siren is finished. You can go out from your shelter or um, safe place. Yeah. So it was crazy, all this situation. It was, it was good that I didn't go back to Kiev that morning. Yeah, because you also lived in Central Almas, where uh, like so close was this attacks. Right next to the famous bridge. Yeah. Andreevsky, right? Yeah, yeah, bridge, yeah. yeah. They, uh, they tried to destroy that bridge and they, they barely missed. <laughs> and they just put a big hole in the ground. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I walked on that bridge. It was just a, like a few minutes walk from, from where I was staying. Yeah. And they also bombed at the middle of streets like in intersections so if i was like let's say in a next in to a, one of the most famous university tarashchenko university yeah. it's exactly in the center of city yeah it was like very unexpected also but um still what to think about where it's hard to accept it's a big tragedy it's like uh, hard to imagine what happened in Ukraine if you are not in. I, I you, you know, I think it's hard for international people, for few one, yeah? 
in the beginning of the war was to find a right information. Mm. You know, because a lot of people maybe supported Russia before because they didn't felt uh, effect from Russia. Yeah, they know just about this country. But um, I think right now the people who have critic mind, who can think, who can make analysis, they understand that it's terrorist attacks. Yeah. It's not even just a war. It's, it's just one country attack another country in very negative way, in very like a crazy way. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just wish it's finished soon. And yeah. Ukraine will win, for sure. Yeah. Fuck Putin. <laughs> Fuck Putin. I ended up getting you that shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. this one. <laughs> and uh, the one with Putin on that says bitch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have this idea of Putin. Yeah. Always. So, um, we, but this also that you stay in my city longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We explore each other longer after you were crazy. No, after you came second time to my city and we spent more time. And after you came to Kharkiv again, I was so worried because you tell me I will go to Kupiansk and that was like a gray zone or very close to gray zone. Yeah, it was like right on the border of the gray zone. Yeah, and you were just like, oh, I will go to Kharkiv, I will go to Kupiansk and I just like, what? Like again, like it's so dangerous, please. Uh, we keep in touch, like, let's try to control the situation, it's very dangerous. And I proposed to go to Montenegro after because I had this plan. And so... But you were so worried when I was in Kupiansk. Yeah. I, uh, I think I didn't, because in that area they don't have, um, I think... Mobile... Yeah, uh, any, any uh, mobile uh, internet. Uh, because all the towers are destroyed or, or it's just the infrastructure is destroyed. Um, so when I finally got into that region, I didn't have any way of uh, replying back to you for maybe, I think it was seven hours or six maybe hours. Maybe even more. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you ended up sending me like some messages saying if I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. During to... this time, like I wrote, okay, everything fine. Like I had an idea that uh, you just don't have connection, you know, but another part of me started to create some ideas. Okay, maybe Russians catch you. Maybe you already have torture. Maybe you already die. Like, oh my God, like, but it's grow, grow, grow. But you wrote me in the right time, like, I just didn't have a connection, everything fine, we already go to Kharkiv, and I was just like... <sighs> <laughs> I was so, so happy when you came back, and we are continuing, like, our... It's not travel, yeah, but when we go to Montenegro. Yeah, the beginning of the travel. Yeah. Yeah, because I... That was my second time coming back from Kharkiv, and when I first met you, I already told you that I had plans to, to go back Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I went and stayed about like ten days. Then I ended up coming back. I even didn't had an idea to tell you like, please don't go. You know, like I tell you that it's dangerous, but I already knew that is your plan, which you did even before we met. And it's something like if you're not gonna do, you will have always regrets about this. And I knew that uh, your idea, like I don't know how it's explained, to be helpful. Yeah to create and do something really good, which is maybe even 1% of people will do right now. Like it's very dangerous and you did this not because you just interest in war. Yeah, like some people maybe think, oh, it's a nice game. Yeah. To feel this, uh, um, how this call? Like this rush. The hormone, also yeah. the hormone which make Adrenaline. you like, 
Yeah, 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 adrenaline, just feel adrenaline. Now your wish was like to help people because you saw their reaction before, how they helpful, how they are uh, happy yeah. when they have their supplies, like <laughs> help supplies. And uh, there was a lot of people who, who I ended up meeting in, mm -hmm. in Ukraine that came from other countries and they mostly were like war tourists. Like they came to Ukraine and they thought it was mm -hmm. just some playground where um, they just say like, oh wow, cool, I ended up going to one of these destroyed villages and picking up like a rocket launcher and like check out these cool bullets that I have um, yeah. from, uh, that, that we took from some re d dead Russians. Yeah. Um, and they think that this is just like some fun game uh, where, where they just get adrenaline, you know? Um, and then there's also other weird people who are frauds like they they're just cheaters they mm. they come from other countries and they say that they have like military experience and they uh <laughs> they start to do like shooting uh courses for for people in ukraine mm -hmm. and turns out they were just a baker and they were never in the military mm -hmm. and yeah a lot of really weird people that i ended up meeting but i just i for me i I came into the country with no plan and no reason to to make money or anything like that. I just wanted to see what it's like for people who live in war. You're even invest, like some people want to take something from Ukraine, but you're invest, like you invest uh, extreme to lose life. Yeah. You invest your time and also um, the idea which I understood you had about Ukraine, it's to show uh, Americans, to show like uh, to the world what has really happened from your side, you know, what you really saw. If they don't believe in like some magazine like New York Times, yeah, if they don't believe, like have some doubts, because we know about this magazine, why, how they're speaking about some news, yeah, you saw this in your eyes. Yeah. You're a true American who like understand the situation you were in you felt these vibes, you felt this maybe scared, you know, and uh, your articles, which you wrote already and posted, yeah, it's a perfect way to show them and to let them know, like, Zelensky is not, how do you call it? Con, con, con man. Con man, yeah. yep. The Ukraine, Ukrainian just want to be free. Yeah. They want to be safe, to be happy and continue life without Russia. Yeah. It's not a peace, like peace deal, to like tell like okay we are gonna be a part of Russia, it's not a peace deal. It's uh, it's loose war, yeah. It's a peace for who? Russia not gonna stop if they will catch Ukraine. Yeah. Russia will just continue make war to another countries. So Ukraine right now, try to protect all the world, interest of all the world. Yeah, the entire free world entire world that believes in democracy so the way how we can help is just uh, donate donate pray and help ukraine yeah i then. i really wanted to to uh take those photos because i i came to ukraine with no camera also but i ended up getting a uh journalist pass yeah because i made some friends and they said if i get a camera uh, and get the right equipment uh, they will give me that pass and then I can use it to go 
um, do some photography. Uh, they're like closer to the front lines, places like Kharkiv we went to and Kupiansk and, and mm -hmm. these places. And a lot of the photos that I took, they really left an impact on me. Mm -hmm. Like I looked at those people that I took a picture of, the emotions that they had, and I remembered those. They were like burned into my brain. And um, it wasn't, it, it was the, the personal impact that was very important for me. Mm -hmm. but also being able to share that with other people. That's all I wanted to do. Ukraine I, changed you. Yeah, definitely. Ukraine changed me. So right now the only wish is to come back to free Ukraine without yeah. war. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice to see Ukraine when it's not in war. I didn't get a chance to go to Odessa. The entire beach is like just filled with mines yeah. to stop Russians from from uh, trying to to get on there. But also would be nice to go see like the nature. But it's gonna. I think it's gonna take a while for them to get rid of all the mines. Uh, in, But still, soon. I hope soon. I it's hope so. Be. Yeah. So I didn't get a chance to ex explore this country like in in the right way. I just saw Ukraine during war. I think like um, we'll see how the situation will go. Maybe we need to uh, record one more video about this topic because it's like full of another interesting details which you can't find from internet because it's right Ukrainian, yeah, who had like I have my feelings about this situation and the side from refugee side, you know, and you're American who were in Ukraine. So let's see, maybe we'll make another video. Yeah. One more. Yeah, that was uh, happy we finally got to record. Slava Ukraini. Heroin Slava.